In my sin my mother conceived me. You will make me know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Come on, all you old hymn people. You want to sing it, don't you? Yeah, you hear it, don't you? You hear the song. Come on. Come on, sing it. Sing it. Create in me a clean I'm not going to start it. Worship leader. I'm not the worship leader. You still want to sing it. Do not cast me away from my presence, and do not take, the, take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach, transgress, teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, that the God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. That sounds like humility, doesn't it? A broken spirit before him. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. Amen. Father, we thank you for your grace. God, we just ask that you do create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, Lord God. Father, I pray that whatever we are dealing with this morning, Lord God, we would be able to put that aside, Lord Jesus, open our mouths and praise you, give you the glory, give you the honor, God, because you are worthy to be praised. We thank you for it. God, bless your name, and we just worship you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Great God, great God, what a great God we serve, what a great God we serve. Father, we thank you. You are great. You are the great I am. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that we serve such a great God and it's not under oppression we can serve you humbly and willingly, and you love us. Your love is so great, so beyond anything we can imagine. And it's through Jesus that everything changes. I thank you that you are molding us and shaping us into the 
the people of God that you want us to be. In Christ. It's in Christ that we don't have to have guilt and shame. It's in Christ that we, we don't have to fear. In a world where there's so much guilt and so much shame and so much fear, in Christ we don't have to have those. We don't have to live in that place. You have a much higher place for us to live. We thank you for that. Our lives are hidden in you, sheltered from all the things of the world, from the, sh from the guilt and the shame and the fear. We don't have to stay there. Thank you, Jesus, that you made a way where there was no way. You bridged the gap. You brought us to the Father. What a great God you are. Thank you, Jesus. Can you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12? Please. Hebrews chapter 12. We were there last week. We'll be there again this week. Not sure about next week. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 1, says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen? So last week I, uh, I shared uh, something that, I had, uh, that Pastor Tom Bakke had, had talked about during a week devoted to God, and uh, had been meditating on it. And that was the five pillars of the underground Chinese church. So we're having uh, in... Uh, celebration of uh, kids being back in school, we're going to have a pop quiz. So I'm going to call on you randomly. Ready? And uh, you have to give me the next one. So I'll call you by name. You can stand up and give me... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that, that churning in the stomach. Yeah, you just you felt that. You haven't felt that since high school, have you? Many of you. But it's, uh, there it was. Just yeah, Pop quiz. Number one. Read the Bible. Is it up on the screen? Okay, just check. Don't put it on the screen. All right. It was earlier. I know. I saw it. I was going, what? So, number one is read the Bible. Good. Number two? Pray a lot. Pray a lot. Exactly. Pray a lot. Number three? Be a, be a missionary or be a witness. Perfect. Yes. Good. Number four? Expect miracles. Expect miracles. Why do I do that? I don't know why miracles. Okay, I have a question. This has nothing to do with the sermon whatsoever. It has nothing to do with anything other than how do you say the word? I, I, how do you say the word M-A-T-U-R-E? How do you say it? How many people say mature? Thank you. You're the best. Right there. Yeah. 
my daughter and I were having cl- a little clash yesterday. She goes, you say it's so weird, okay? Well, I say miracle. So there you go, miracle. All right, back on track. We're back in the sermon. Here we are. All right. It's kind of like America. Yeah. America. All right, miracles. Okay, expect miracles. Number five. Embrace suffering for the glory of God. Amen? Okay, so we talked about that, and uh, as the week went on, I continued to meditate on it, and uh, one of the things I started thinking, you know what, that, that list isn't exactly the way I would say it. Now, that was, that's how the Chinese church, that, remember that we talked about, it's the fastest growing church in the world, um, and the, the reason it's the fastest growing, uh, many people say it's because of the persecution. No, persecution happens. When you preach the gospel, when you, when you live according to the, 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 the word, as long, when you're living for Christ, you will be persecuted. Some, and persecution takes many different forms. In some parts of the world, they kill you for it. That doesn't happen here yet. But here, you know, like I said, you have a you know, strongly, a stern, you know, uh, look of displeasure when you uh, preach the gospel. And, uh, um, you know, as, as interesting, I don't know why this just, you know, came up in me, but, you know, I just, uh, you know, you watch uh, Facebook or you watch different things, and a lot of my old friends are uh, starting to pass away. Now, they're, they're pretty young, 50s. But the reason they're dying is because they basically abused their bodies for the last 40 years. And uh, one of them just passed away this week. And I just, I, you know, it's one of those things where you, you, you kind of look at that and it's, it makes you sad. But at the same time, I know he's one of those that I witnessed to. You know, you look back at those people. If they, if, if, you know, they have heard the word and, and you know, you look at life. But he was also one in the house. He was at the house where I used to hang out. This group of guys used to hang out. And they told me, basically, get out. We don't want to hear about Jesus anymore. They don't want, we don't want you around anymore. Well, people make choices. And they can kick you out. But you, if you've never shared with them, if you've never told them the truth, well, there we are. So, but we talked about the, the five pillars of the, of the underground Chinese church. And... Through uh, just continuing to meditate on it, and I had a conversation with Vern on Tuesday. I told you about my Tuesday drives with Vern. They're awesome. Uh, you guys need to go for a drive with him at least once a week, too. It just pumps you up, gets you, gets you really challenges you, it works you over. Um, but uh, um, he mentioned something. I went, you know, I, as he was saying it, I was like, he's absolutely right. You know, there is another pillar, which they don't even talk about in this, in this list of things that the Chinese church uh, patterns their, their walk with the Lord around. Um, there's one that, that we is a cornerstone of who we are and needs to be one of our pillars. So we actually, are, we're going to have six pillars. Six pillars of, of uh, RVFM or RVCC. Uh, for those of you who don't, don't know what... Um, okay, we don't put it off. Get it off. They're ahead of me. Oh, there, wow, how do we do that? That's magic. Don't look back, everybody. Don't look back, don't look back. <laughs> that is cool, you figured that part, look at you. Oh, they had a, they had a, well, don't put it up now. Okay, moving along. And that is being filled with the Spirit. 
You know, when you're born again, praise God for being born again. You know, and we're going to talk about being born again a little bit more here when we get into being a witness. But when you're born again, praise the Lord, you're, you're not any longer held accountable for your sin. When Jesus died on the cross, He, he paid for your sin. He paid for every sin. Every sin. But you as an individual have to make a decision whether to receive that forgiveness. You can hold on to your sin, and when you die, you, then you have to pay for your sin. Or you can humble yourself and trust what He did on the cross and put your trust in Him and, and, and acknowledge the fact that He died on the cross for you <clears throat> and for your sin, and that sin is forgiven. It's wiped out. It's gone. Never to be dealt with by you again. Ever. Praise God for that. Amen. That right there is the best thing that could ever happen to you. And you never have to spend a moment outside of the presence of God. Because once you're born again, you're in the presence of God. Eternity starts for you. From the time you're born again, eternity has already begun. And you just step right in. So then when you pass away, you just step right over into even better eternity. A closer walk. No, no separation at all. No physical separation. You're in the presence, the manifest presence of God for the rest of eternity. That's awesome. But that's not all. It's kind of like the old infomercials. But wait, that's not all. There's more. Praise God there's more. And, and one of the six pillars of us is of, of that we should be living by is you should be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Now, when I, when I was uh, received, uh, when I got born again, I got born again at a very young age, then I walked away, and then I came back to the Lord, and I started living for Him again. I repented of my sin. I started walking. And I said, like, that's it, Lord, I'm in. No, no more messing around. And I started reading the Bible. I started reading the Bible, which is pillar number... By the end of today, you'll have it memorized. <clears throat> Two. Because number one is now holy, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, are, we not, are we continuing from last week? Are we starting over? <laughs> Read the Bible a lot? Which one is that? Number one of last week, so now it's number two. Go ahead and put number two up. There it is. Read the word a lot. There you go. Okay. Wow. The logistics of this is just mind-blowing. It's just crazy. When I started reading the Word a lot, I started running across, and they were filled with the Spirit. And they were filled with the Spirit. And they were filled with the Spirit. And the, the disciples, they were filled in the Spirit with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, but then a few days later, they were filled with the Spirit again. The same disciples were filled again. And when they got filled that time, the whole room shook. Then they were filled, they went out and they preached, then they were filled again. Everybody in the place was filled. And they were filled and they were spoken other tongues. They were filled and then miracles happened. They were filled, they were filled. And we get into Ephesians and it says that we are to be continually being filled. I heard it said years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, well I heard it said years ago, why do we have to be continually filled with the Spirit? Because we leak. <laughs> and we should be. Everywhere that we go, we're, we're pouring out Holy Spirit. We need to be refilled 
continually being filled with the Spirit. Now, I grew up at that time when I was reading this, I was, I was in a church that actively preached against the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they thought, well, that's gone. That's done. They didn't understand it. They didn't want any part of it. And so they just, they, they were like, no, that, that doesn't happen anymore. And I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, this guy, those guys are smarter than I am. That's what I thought at the time. But as I'm reading the word, it says, and they were filled, and they were filled. And, I, and the thought crossed my mind, you know, back then they had just had Jesus walking with them. And then he said in, in uh, uh, Acts chapter 1, verses 8, 9, and 10, somewhere in there, he said, don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave. Because the Holy Spirit's going to come and He's going to fill you with power. And you need that power. Now, if Jesus is right there and He said, don't leave, that you need to have this infilling of power, how much more do we need it 2,000 years later? We need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God in our lives to be witnesses, to do the things He's calling us to do, to live our life. We need the Holy Spirit. And so, yeah, how do we, how do we have a, a, a formation of how we're going to walk this out without first you know, being born again? Yes. But then being filled with the Holy Ghost. And I encourage you, I encourage you to, to be in the Word. As you're reading through the Word, ask, ask God to reveal to you, you know, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How did that happen? Well, for me, it happened when I'm reading through and I went, okay, it's there. I can't deny this anymore. And I said, Father, I want everything that you have for me. I want everything. I mean, Jesus died on the cross for me. I don't want to short anything. I, I want, uh, Pastor Claudia said that one time, Pastor Claudia said, she goes, I don't want any more than what God has for me, than what God did for me, but I also don't want any less. Amen. I don't want his, his payment on the cross to not give me everything He wanted to give me. And in Acts chapter 1, He said, don't leave until you're, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, many times it was, it was written that they spoke in other tongues. When uh, Paul, and that's what usually people get freaked about. They're, well, wait a second, tongues. I'll, I'll do everything but the tongues thing. Well, humble yourself. Amen. Because if that's the way he wants to do something, you know, you know, who are we to tell God, no, God, I'll do everything except the tongues thing, but that's weird. No, I don't. It is weird. It's strange. I'll just be honest with you. It's strange. It's, it's, not, it's not natural. But we don't, we're not after the natural, are we? We're after the supernatural. We're, we're wanting to walk in the supernatural. And if, if He wants to, to, to have us to walk in the supernatural by doing something that may be a little weird to us, well, so be it. So I, for me, when I, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was sitting in my room. I was reading through the Word. I kept seeing it, kept seeing it. Okay, I put the Bible down. I said, Father, I want everything that you have for me. Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Okay, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Okay, I'm ready, Lord. Nothing physical happened. There were no trumpets, no flashing lights. There were, you know, I had heard testimonies of people when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they were knocked down and everything changed. And I'm just like... I thought, well, 
I must be everybody but me. And I've heard many people say that. So I got kind of disappointed. I got discouraged. And so I began to pray. I was alert. You know, did I do something wrong? <laughs> you know, Satan was right there to go, yeah, see, see, you don't qualify. You don't qualify. So I was talking to, a, actually it was my brother, my older brother Vern, who many of you know. We were, uh, we were hanging out, we were waiting for somebody, and we were just sitting and talking. And I said, you know, hey Vern, i got a question for you. I said, I, I prayed to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and nothing happened. And he just started laughing. Nice brother. And uh, <laughs> he goes, you need to listen to this tape series. It was the first tape series I ever listened to, uh, biblical, uh, Bible uh, preaching sermon series, and it was by uh, Kenneth E. Hagan on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in it, and one of the very first ones, he says, he says many people think, well, I, I didn't receive anything when, it, when, when I prayed because nothing seemed to happen. And he says, how did you receive salvation? By faith. How do you receive healing? By faith. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? By faith. Matthew, the book of Matthew, I could show you. I don't have it right in front of me. My, I'm doing this right now. I'm just uh, doing this. I, I didn't have this in my notes. There's a, Jesus is telling a story. It says, if, if you as a good father, or as, a, as an evil father, if your son asks for a fish, give him a fish, and don't give him a serpent, and they, or he asks for bread, and you give him bread and not a stone, how much more? Will the good Father, our Father, God, give you the Holy Spirit when you ask Him for it? I mean, He said it straight out. When you ask for the Holy Spirit, you receive the Holy Spirit. He gives you, He baptizes you, and it doesn't matter what you saw or didn't see, what you heard, what you didn't hear. What If you started, you know, some people, when they, when they get filled with the Holy Ghost, it just comes out, the, the, the gift starts to flow. He says, no, He says, some people just need to take it by faith, and you just need to start obeying. And so I, I uh, listened to that. I was like, okay, that, I get that. That makes sense. So by faith, I'm going to start praying in the Spirit. And I opened my mouth and gibberish came out. Seemingly. I felt dumb. Satan went, you're an idiot. I thought, yeah, I probably am. So I didn't. I quit. But then something inside me said, do it again. Do it again. So I, I'd do, you know, every, everyone, I'd be driving down the road, okay. And I would open my mouth and something would come out and I was like, oh, that sounds, that sounds stupid. Then I'd quit. Then something inside me again would say, don't stop. Keep, keep speaking. Keep speaking. Well, one day, and you, many of you have heard this story, but for those who haven't heard it, I was working in a factory making hot dogs. So I was standing at this table. There was a guy standing across from me. Noisy machine. We all had our headphones on. We're working. And I'm praying. I'm saying, Lord, and I'm struggling with this. I'm like, Lord, I, I know what your word says. I know what's, I know what I'm supposed, you know, that I'm supposed to be able to, to pray in the spirit. I know, you know, but I, it, I don't get it. He said, I said, it sounds like, it sounds like baby talk. And all of a sudden, the guy across the table says, Something like that. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> I just made that up. That wasn't tongues. In case anybody wondered, that wasn't, that wasn't tongues. And I went, huh? And he said it again. Just, and I went, what are you doing? I, I, he took his earphone and he starts laughing. He goes, ha, ha, ha. I bet you thought that was baby talk. 
I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, he says, my, that, my mother taught me that. It's a phrase that means this. But he says, I know every time I say it, it sounds like baby talk. I was just praying those very words. And I, at that moment, I went, okay, I'm in. I'm in. By faith. Now, God, God by, in His grace, gave me that extra oomph to get over, and I began to pray in the Spirit. And now, as Kenneth Hagin says many times, when you're praying in the Spirit, sometimes you just have to do it. You just, by faith, are praying in the Spirit. And that's, that's really how I pray in the Spirit most of the time. But then every once in a while, you hit a gusher. Anybody ever heard that term? It meant, meant, you know, discussing being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, it just flows. Praise God for that. But that we don't need that. You really shouldn't need that. We do it by faith. Everything we do should be by faith. But we must be filled with the Holy Spirit, continually filled. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I, I, I uh, encourage you to seek it out. So the ushers, can you look in the drawer back there? Do you have the white tongues uh, or the, the, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit pamphlets back there? I'm sure you do. I just want to make sure you don't have to hand them out right now. But anybody who has questions about that that are here today and you go, you know, I'd like to have more information, biblical. Yep, that looks like that's the ones. Uh, has the scriptures. And I'm not talking, don't take my word for it. Go to the Scriptures. Look in the Word of God. Ask Him to reveal it to you. Because if it's not Him, we don't, you don't want it. You don't want to just go by what somebody else says, but the Word of God will change you. It'll, it'll, it'll give you the, the understanding to be able to make the decision to, to yield to His Spirit. So we have those. I see them. If you want one, grab one after service today. Uh, ask somebody. You know, talk to me about it at some point. You know, I encourage you to seek out being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen? So that's number one. Pillar, it has to be being born again, but then to be, Jesus said, you need this to go on. You need everything else we're about to do Everything else we're talking about here, the other pillars, really, the only way you can do it with power and with understanding is being filled with the Spirit. Then His Spirit, you know, 1 Corinthians talks about all over the place, that His Spirit teaches us what we need to know. We, we, are, we yield ourselves to Him and He fills us and then He teaches us in a way that you can't even get on a, in a sermon. It's, it's, it can happen powerfully, almost, you know, simultaneously when other things are happening. It's amazing, wonderful. Number two, read the Bible a lot. Read the Bible a lot. I encourage you, it, 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 did you did you read? Don't have to raise your hands. Did you read the Bible more this week than you did last week? Did you get in the Word this week? Now, I'm just going to be honest with you because I, you know people have these questions and they feel like failures and this and that. This week, two different days, I didn't read the Bible. I know. <laughs> I know. But then the next day, I made up for both days. You know, I made, I, I, you know, because life got busy. That happens. Life gets busy. This isn't a, this isn't a, if you don't read the Bible, they have ways. They will be watching. And you will, you will get a check if you do not read the Bible today. Sorry to all my German friends that may see this. Was that that was German? That sounded German. No. Asian people don't sound like that. 
This is chairman. Never mind. Moving on. I'll thank you. Thank you, son. Hogan's Heroes. Exactly. You never know what you're going to get here, do you? Just never know. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do. But read the word a lot. So if you're not, get into reading the word. So if, you know, we're reading through the Bible in two years. Jump in where you are today, where we are today. You can get it on the website and on the Facebook. You can get it out on the back table. We have booklets. You can check it off uh, manually. Get in the word. If you don't want to go with that one, some people are doing reading through the Bible in a year. Do that. That's awesome. Some people are reading through it in nine months. Awesome. Reading through it and even quicker. I don't care how you do it. Get in the word. I said last week, if you don't, if you've not been in the word, if you if 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 you have to read, if you read one verse and then meditate on it, awesome. Years ago, when I was working in the factory, you know, I mean, you'd get up. I had to get up at three o'clock in the morning. I had to be to work by four. I had to be. I started working from four until noon, and I had to, you know, my breaks are in a break room with a bunch of people. I mean, busy life was busy. Didn't always work on a schedule. What I would do is I would read one verse. And then I would meditate on it all day long. Or I'd read two or three verses and I would just meditate on it. I told somebody that. They said, I can't get in the Word. And I was like, man, you can get in the Word. Read. Just read something. And then, Lord, what does that mean? What does that verse mean? I encourage you to do that. Start today. If you're not doing it, get jump in today. Don't worry about making anything up. If you miss it and it's just too much to make up, don't then don't make up. Just keep up where you are at the moment. Don't let it bog you down. This isn't this isn't a have to. This is a get to. This is a blessing. This is good stuff. You you don't you don't have to be pressured into it. I'm not. I'm just encouraging you to be in the Word. It is a pillar. That is how you grow. That's how God teaches. That's how you get to know Him by spending time with Him in the Word. Amen. The new number three. I'm going to say it that way. No, that way, nobody. This show causes no com- no, no, no uh, confusion. The new number three. Pray a lot. Pray a lot. Pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? We talked a little bit about that last week, or you know, that last week. One of the ways is praying in the spirit. I'm on. I'll be honest with you. When I'm praying in the natural, when I just pray in you know my own understanding, I mean, even when I'm really locked in and I'm I'm focused on it, I run out of things to pray pretty quickly. Lord, bless my beautiful wife. Bless my okay children. Wonderful children. Bless John and Jen and bless, you know. I mean, you, you could do that. That's great. Or you pray in the Spirit. Because then you could just pray and doesn't, your mind doesn't have to figure it all out. Probably some ways better. One of the reasons I believe God has us pray in the Spirit is so that our mind will, or that our spirit will actually pray His will instead of our mind trying to figure it out and put our two cents worth in. We need to we need to pray easily, you know, uh, fully according to His will. And how to do that? Pray in the Spirit. You can pray in the Spirit driving. You can pray in the Spirit. Uh, uh, um, you making hot dogs? Yes, at work. Exactly. You can pray in the Spirit doing anything. You can pray in the Spirit running. You can pray in the Spirit lifting weights. You can pray in the Spirit. You know, just you can pray. Just it's just it it make it a part of your life. Make it a lifestyle. Number four, be a 
an evangelist. Everyone evangelizes. We talked about that last week. I encourage you. I encourage you over the next three months, be praying and asking God, who is the person I'm supposed to share my faith with? Share your faith. It can happen in so many different ways. It might be over a cup of coffee. It may be on a street. We're handing out tracts. It may be uh, at work. It may be uh, in your own home. It may be with your own family. I don't know how it's going to happen. It's as the Spirit leads you, be praying that God puts somebody in your, in your path that you can share your faith with. It's important. It's important for you to, to be who God's called you to be. Every one of us should be an evangelist. Amen. Doesn't matter if, you're, if you have the gift of evangelism. No, we all have been given the, the, uh, the ministry of reconciliation. We're all supposed to share our faith. And so you go, well, wait a second, I don't know how to do that. You know, that's, that's actually a legitimate concern. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. It's, 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 I get that. Why don't most people share their faith? One is they're, they're embarrassed. They're, they're not embarrassed of God necessarily, but they're embarrassed to talk to somebody that they may think is going to think they're nuts. Or they think they're, you know, you're just shoving it, shoving it down our throat, or you're trying to be, you're a better than me. You're, you're, you're a goody two shoes, whatever. No, the gospel is the gospel. When you share the gospel, when you share the good news of Jesus Christ, what he's done, it just is what it is. Let them, let God and them sort it out. Now they may turn on you. They may reject you. They may persecute you. They may block you. They may tell you to never come back again. They may, all of those things might happen. But that's up to them. And that's up to them and God. That's not your, our job is to share. Well, what if I never leave, lead anyone to the Lord? I didn't lead anybody to the Lord for the first year. I witnessed everything that moved. Every one of my friends, family members, street people. I, I went on the street handing out tracts. I picked up a hitchhiker. Did I ever tell you about the story about the hitchhiker I picked up one time? Yeah, and he had the, the, the mental uh, bracelet. He, was, he had just escaped from the mental institute. And I picked him up for hitchhiking. In the middle of winter, he had no coat on. Dude. I share, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm preaching. I've got two hours from southern Minnesota to the Twin Cities, and I'm preaching the gospel to him. And at the end, he goes, okay, thanks. Thanks for the ride. Gets out. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was anointed and everything. <laughs> it isn't about you leading somebody. It's about you sharing the gospel. Right. It's about you sharing the good news. Well, how do you do that? What? What is that? What, how, how much do I need to know? Do I have to memorize two-thirds of the Bible? Do I, have to ha- do I have to know all the names of the lineage of Christ on both sides, uh, from uh, Adam all the way to Jesus? No. You only need to know a handful of things. Uh, Billy Graham broke it down to the four spiritual laws. We can break it down even easier. God loves you. Amen. God loves you. There is a God, and He loves you. Now, somebody might say, I don't believe in God. Well, we got an answer for that. You don't believe in God? Very, very, that's good. At least you're honest with me. I tell people that. They say, well, I'm, a, I'm an atheist or I'm an agnostic. I say, hey, that's, that's fine. I respect that. I respect that you don't believe. Because you, you might think, well, wait a sec, we can't go any further because if they don't believe in God, how in the world can I lead them to the Lord if they don't just don't believe He exists? That's not a problem. That isn't a roadblock. That's actually one of the really way, cool ways to see God move. Because if they don't believe there's a God, that's not up to you to prove there is. You don't have to be an apologist. Apologist? 
an apologist. Yeah, somebody who, who defends the faith. You don't have to know all the stuff. If you do, kudos, great. You could have more in your repertoire, repertoire to, to share. But many times, I'm saying many times, I've been sharing my faith with somebody or sharing the gospel with somebody and they'll go, well, that's okay, stop, stop. I'm an atheist. Not a problem. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray with you. And I'm going to ask God to reveal Himself to you. The Bible says that if you seek Him with all of your heart, He will be found by you. So I'm going to, I'm going to pray right now. We're going to pray. And I said, but here's your deal. You've got to do this. This is this part of your deal is you have to agree. You have to be honest that when He reveals Himself to you, that you're going to admit it. That He exists. I don't, you don't have to go any further than that, but at least admit that He exists. And I have not had anyone ever say, no, I won't do it. Everyone's always said, sure, that's fine, I'll do it. So I'll just pray. Father, I thank you so much for this person. Um, Father, I know you're real. I know you exist. And your word says that if, if he seeks or she seeks you with all of their heart, that you will be found by them. And so, Father, I ask you to reveal yourself to this man or woman right now in Jesus' name. That's it. You don't have to go further than that that day. You don't have to take it all the way to the end. You just, but you pray, and God will reveal them. To, now, whether they're they're honest or not, that's up to them. That's their deal. God loves you. Number two, how do you say it? People say it all kinds of different ways. Pastor Dan, do you know that Jesus loves you? And I do too. You know, I say that it sounds weird, it scares people. <laughs> we do too. Well, we well we are you know. I said once to a lady at church, "Jesus loved you." I do too. She ran over to Claudia and said, "He's hitting up on me." <laughs> <laughs> now I say we. There you go. There you go. But you know, it can come out different ways. Hey, this has been going on. You know, so, having a rough time in your life, whatever. Hey, you know, can I pray for you? Because God loves you, Amen. and He wants to help you. He wants to help you through. Well, I don't believe in God. We can figure that out. Let's work there. God loves you. Number two, you need God. Number two, it's easy. You need God. What does that mean? That means we're sinful. Every one of us is sinful. Every one of us has sinned. We, we, uh, John, when he was reading the psalm this morning that David wrote after being with Bathsheba, he says, I was born into sin. We're all born into sin. We, you know, people ask, have that, that argument going on. Are people uh, naturally good or naturally bad? They are naturally bad. Every one of us was naturally bad. We were born into sin. We're evil. It's only by the grace of God, only by His love, that there's any good in this world. We're all, all have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. That's one of those verses you can memorize when you're, when you're wanting to share your faith. There's just, everybody needs a Savior. We've all sinned, and, and you can't get to heaven without Him. Nobody is good enough. Nobody can earn it. Nobody. You need Jesus. That's number three. Two. Two. I'm having trouble with my heading, my number points today, bullet points. It's okay, though. A, B. Well, there we go. That'll mess it up even more. B. Number three, God is good. Jesus is good, and He came to die on the cross for you. God loves you. You can't do this on your own. Jesus came and died on the cross for you. Number four, 
accept it. You need to make a choice. And you need to make a choice here on this earth. This isn't a choice that gets made two seconds after you die and all of a sudden you realize this is real. It's too late then. It's here. It's now. It is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. There will be a judgment. You need to, you need to, to confess Jesus. Call on His name. Confess Him. What do you mean confess Him? Well, the Bible says that if you believe that, that Jesus died for, on the cross for your sins and that He rose again, if you believe that in your heart and you profess it with your mouth and you go, you know what, I, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. It says you are saved. It's that easy. It's that easy and that hard. Because it's that easy. Jesus even said that. He, he's a stumbling block to those who think there's got to be more to this. No, it's easy. Believe that God is good. Believe that you don't have it in you to, 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 to live this out and to, to make it to heaven. You, you can't be good enough. You're, you're sinful. Repent of your sin. Believe, accept what Jesus did on the cross and then confess it with your mouth. And then allow Him to be Lord of your life. Very simple. The gospel is so easy. You don't have to have a, a, an advanced degree. Having the advanced degree helps. Discuss it. But you don't need that advanced degree. This morning, if you've never received Christ, it's that easy. You can, you can be born again today. And then you can be filled with the Holy Spirit immediately afterwards. You can't be filled with the Holy Spirit first. Sorry. Jesus says you don't, they don't know. You, you, don't, you can't know the Holy Spirit until you Jesus is the door. Revelation says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who opens the door and brings me in, I will sit with them, sup with them, eat with them, fellowship with them, and they with me. He is the door. Once you open that door, then you have everything else. But you have to go through the door. You have to go through salvation. Born again. I had somebody tell me one time, well, I don't believe in being born again. I'm saying, well, sorry, God does. You have to be, Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he will not see the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. You must be born again. If you want to receive him today, we'll make it, you'll have opportunity today to receive him. All right, where are we at in our numbers? Four, everyone evangelize. That's all you got to do. That's, it's that easy. Share your faith. Number five, is expect miracles. That's what we said last week. I've been praying about that. I want to change it just a tad. Expect the supernatural. Because the supernatural, I'm sorry, I'll say it that way. The supernatural, I'm sorry, no, I need to go back the other way. The miraculous, everybody wants to see the miraculous, but the miraculous is like, wow! It's right in front of you. You know, whoa! You know, water parted. You know, uh, I'm on the water thing. Water turning to wine. Uh, you know, blind eyes open, whatever. That's miraculous. But there is a whole lot of supernatural that, you, that isn't like that. There is a whole lot of supernatural. You need the supernatural. We need to live by the supernatural. Why? Because we, this world is physical. This world is dying. Every day. This world dies a little bit more. We die, we get older, we, we die a little bit more. 
We're on that. The supernatural lives forever. The supernatural. So what is the supernatural? Well, it could be miracles. It could be uh, uh, God speaking to you in a way, leading you in a way, having you, uh, empowering you to be a witness, so on and so forth. Expect the supernatural. So, today, as we were worshiping the Holy Spirit, I knew what I was going to be preaching on. I was kind of going through, you know, in my head, I was going through the, my bullet points, my notes. And the Holy Spirit said, are you expecting the supernatural today? Ooh. Well, I don't know that I was any, any more than usual. I said, well, what kind of supernatural do you want to have happen today? And the Holy Spirit says, I want you to pray for people. I want you to pray for the sick today. I said, okay, who, who do you want me to pray for? And he said, Dennis. Remember that, Dennis, this morning? This morning I came here and I had the beginning of a migraine headache. And I told, I walked over to Dennis. I said, hey, Dennis, can you give me a little bit of coffee? I've got some, you know, because if I take four aspirin and a little bit of coffee, boom, it's gone. You don't have to deal with the symptoms. Now, I do it by faith, just, you know, in case everybody's wondering. <laughs> I do it by faith, too. But I know that just knocks it, man. Boom, I can get done. I can get moving on. I don't have to worry about the sermon. I've come every time that I've walked in these doors for, for a service when I'm going to supposed to preach, which has been four times since the beginning of the year. Every time I've walked in those doors in the last four weeks, I've had the beginning of a migraine. Not any time rest of the week, not any other time. But every time I come in, to, in for a service, and I'm sitting there going, and the Holy Spirit says, do you know that maybe that may not be for you, it may be for somebody else? And I remembered something I heard somebody preach one time. If you're, if you're experiencing a symptom of something that's not normal, it's just like, where did that come from? Instead of going, oh my gosh, I'm coming down with something, and then you do, go, wait a second, is that for somebody else? Do I, is that just kind of a... Kind of a, a, red, a flag that you need to pray for somebody else. Is there anyone here who's been dealing with migraines? I'm supposed to pray for you this morning. Anybody? Stand up. If you've been dealing with migraines, please stand. Nobody has been dealing with migraines. Headaches. Maybe not migraines. Headaches. Does your head hurt in any way? <laughs> Come on up front. I want to pray for you. Thank you. So, expect the supernatural. This morning, go ahead and come up, just be in a line. It's not going to get real wild. I'm just going to pray real quick. Lay my hands on you. That's what the Word says. He laid hands on the sick. It didn't say that He laid hands on the sick and shoved them all over the room and threw them over a couple of chairs. It didn't. It, didn't, it just said He laid hands on them. So I'm going to lay hands on them. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do what the Holy Spirit led me to do. And some, I don't know if anybody has a headache right now. I don't know. I'm believing it'll stop right away. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's been leading me to pray for this. That means there's an anointing for it. The thing is, I don't feel anything. I'm not feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel the power building. I feel nothing. I'm walking this out by faith. That's what we do. You know, well, I'll pray for somebody if, Lord, I, my hands start. No, don't, don't do that. Amen. You don't need to do that. Well, I'll do it if they say, the exact words that I'm wanting them to say in response to, no, just be obedient. Just do whatever God tells you to do. All right, I'm going to start down here. I'm going to go in that direction. You don't have to fall down. If you fall down, a lot of places, you don't, you don't, get, you don't get catchers. 
Then you, yeah. So just, just a real quick story, real quick. Talk about supernatural. This is supernatural. I was in Hungary one time, one of the first trips we ever went to Hungary, and the Holy Spirit led me to, to pray for people. And there was a uh, there was a woman that came forward for prayer, and uh, I was standing about from me to Jason from her, and she said something. I didn't hear what she said, and because you know people have been telling us this is what we want prayer for, and so I turned to Marta because I don't know I, I didn't know I don't know Hungarian uh, well enough to know, and I said what did she say? And she goes, you do not want to know what she said. So I don't know what she said, and she still has never told me. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to pray for it. And I took one step forward and I put my hand out and that woman goes, boom, hits the ground. I mean, she went down and it's a concrete floor. She hit the back of her head. I mean, it's, I mean I'm not trying to gross anybody out, but it sounded like a watermelon hitting the concrete floor. Just pow. And she, everybody in the whole room goes, <gasps> and they start rushing over to her. And I had the presence of mind to go, stop, stop, don't touch her, don't touch her. And everybody's, they don't know what to do because the American's yelling at him and something, they don't understand what he's saying, but he's big and we don't want to take him off, you know, whatever it is. And she is laying there lifeless and everything went through my head. Oh my God, she's dead. No catcher, no nothing, full force, splat on the ground. She lays there. I said, leave her alone, don't touch her. I prayed for everybody else in the room. That went on for about 45 minutes or so. She does not move. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. I got to get out of the country. Whatever, we just got to, we got to do something. At the end of the meeting, she's still not moving. Finally, somebody kind of looked at me and went, yeah, you can pick her up now. They had to pick her up. They carried her home that night. She never came to that night. The next morning, I'm at breakfast. The phone rings. Marty gets the phone. She goes, wow, wow. Whoa, glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. I was like, what? She goes, that was Pastor Attila. He, he just called to let us know that the woman's okay. You know, praise God. We don't have to run for the border. Everything's good. But she said, what happened? He goes, well, I was, I was really worried because she didn't move all, after, all, all through the rest of the service. They had to carry her home. They put her in bed. They went, he called her the next morning and, he said, and she answered the phone, good morning, how are you doing? He goes, are you okay? She goes, well, of course, I'm great. And he goes, are you sure? Your head doesn't hurt? No, I haven't felt better. I actually feel really, really good. He goes, what happened? And she goes, I don't know. All, the last thing I remember was Pastor John was walking toward me, everything went white, and I woke up in bed. So, ushers, you don't have to catch anybody. If it, <laughs> Because if you're waiting to pray for somebody when you have a catcher, it may not happen. You just pray for it. You just pray. If they fall down, awesome. John Wesley. You ever heard this? You have done much reading in biblical history. John Wesley used to preach. Everybody, because they used to have open air preaching and they have people sitting in the, in the, in the trees so they could see them. And he goes, everybody, get out of the trees because when I preach, people fall down. John Wesley, Methodists. Okay. 
Father, I thank you for healing right now in Jesus' name. I speak healing. I speak to these headaches and I say, be gone in Jesus' name. Take authority over you in the name of Jesus. Jesus, by his stripes, you are healed. You are healed. I thank you, Father, for your anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. I thank you, Father, for your power, your supernatural power taking care of this for these people, setting them free once and for all, and setting me free once and for all. Thank you, Father. You know you can lay hands on yourself. You know you can do that. Father, I just speak to my head right now, and I say no more headaches. That headache goes. I take authority over that. Father, I thank you for your anointing. It's not my words. It's not my ability. It's not, it has nothing to do with me except for my willingness to be obedient to you. Father, I thank you for your anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. Thank you, Father, for your healing power. Your healing power. Thank you, Father, for your anointing that sets the captives free. Father, anybody who's suffering from headaches, terrible headaches, it makes you sick and everything else, that those that is a bondage that Satan is trying to bring on somebody. I say in the name of Jesus, you're set free. You're set free. Set free in Jesus' name. Set free by the, by the power of God, by His anointing. Thank you, Father, for freedom and for freedom that sets them free. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your anointing power on their bodies. Thank you, Father. Set free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. You are good. Thank you, everybody. Let's just praise God. Thank you, Father, for your, for your answer. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. God, you are good. All right, you can go back to your seat. Thank you, thank you. Just being obedient. Expect the supernatural. God, how do you want to... You want me to pray for somebody. You want me to give somebody a word of knowledge. You want somebody to... Lord, I'm expecting that the Holy Spirit is going to lead me today to do something that will help out, that will lead somebody else into your kingdom or minister to somebody. Expect that every day. It doesn't just because I'm a pastor. Do it. it was happening before I was a pastor. Well before. I was, I was there. I, in the factory... I mean, I've told you those stories. I, I can tell them again, but I'm not going to for time. But you, can, you don't have to be anything. You, you are already something. You are uh, number six. What's the last one again? Endure suffering. I'm Go ahead, number six. I'm actually going to change that to hupomino suffering. I'll pick up there next time. Hupomino, or if, if you remember, that means that it's for the it's enduring it's, endu- it's the word enduring the english word enduring but that jesus endured the cross that means he despised it and he went through it with power so yes will you suffer yeah you'll get you'll suffer somebody somebody will say something somebody will do something they might even arrest you you know someday it'll be illegal to do what we're doing right now why not because i'm prophesying it into it's just the reality the bible says they're going to try to kill you for your faith Maybe this generation, maybe 10 generations. I don't care. But it's happening in other parts of the world. They get arrested for doing what we're doing right now. If we're not, that means we have freedom to preach. Freedom to to live it to the fullest. Let's all stand. Father, thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that we're moving forward. Father, I thank you for the momentum that is happening in the Spirit. 
happening even now in the natural. And I thank you, Father, that that momentum means people coming into the kingdom of God, people being saved, lives being changed, set free. Thank you, Father, for your anointing that is is leading us and guiding us to preach the gospel in this whole region and beyond. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that this week, that as we we, we read the word, we pray, we, we're being evangelists, expecting uh, the supernatural and and uh, and working, walking through all of this. I thank you, Father, that your name, the name of Jesus, will be glorified in every way. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.